Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. It's the final word daily here from Rajkot with me, Cameron Punsonby, and Daniel Norcross from back in sunny Tooting. Hey, there's been a lot of cricket today. There's been a lot of news today. But on the cricket front, Daniel is going to sum it up in 30 seconds. It was a day of two halves. The first half was India smashing the ball to all parts. A magnificent Jaiswal yet again confirming what a star of the future he's going to be. England came out an impossible task. 540 right up Basball Street, of course, and they attempted to play anti-Basball. They went into their shell and they proved why Basball works by showing how Basball, not by doing Basball, doesn't work. Collapsed into a heap. Mark Wood very nearly threatened Ian Botham's record for the fastest 50 by an Englishman. But sadly, hold out right at the end. India win by their highest run margin in the history of Indian cricket. What a time to be alive. That was wonderful, Daniel. And Joe was even more wonderful, the little break in between that. But with the magic of editing, we'll be magically erased from history. That 30-second summary and this episode is going to be brought to you by Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City. But I want to start in one place. The man of the moment, the man of the day, the man of the series that has taken India to this 2-1 series lead. Jaiswal, his second consecutive double century. And today, he equaled the record for the most sixes ever in a test innings, equaling which cricketer, Daniel Norcross? Can you guess and can you tell me the uh, innings? Brendan McCullum. Pakistan legend. Uh, Miz Burrell. 257. Uh, Wazim Akram against um, Zimbabwe. Wonderful. Thank you very much. And it was once again just a, an an absolute exhibition in ball striking. Do you want to know my favourite statistic about Jaiswal? In his career, his first class career, which obviously includes test cricket, he has 11 centuries and four scores of 50. Today, with his or yesterday, we went to, went to 100, that went 12 centuries, four 50s. He then retired hurt on 104. He came in again today. It doesn't count like this in the books, but once again, he passed 50, passed 100 again. In reality, in theory, He's got 13 centuries and four fifties. It was a kind of, I was about to go really kind of wax lyrical about it. And then I remembered what my actual emotions at the time were. And whilst it was amazement, it was also that the game was a kind of, it was a bit on autopilot. There wasn't actually much cricket happening this morning. It was just kind of England going through the motions and Jaiswal feasting on them, hitting them to absolutely all quarters. Shubman Gill looks set to go to 100 as well. Um, I don't know how much you'd have thought of it in the, in the very early hours of the morning. But Jaiswal, well, from what you have seen of him, how much have you enjoyed him? Well, I mean, enjoy. It's, it, it's more than that, isn't it? It's like a bathing in a warm pool of elegance, loveliness, invention, possibility, dynamism, youth. It's uh, slightly elegiac for a man of 54 who has seen all of his good days come and go and never at any point scale the remotest heights of the mighty Jaiswal. But there's something so lithe about him. There's something so powerful at the same time. There's something something in his eyes. There's something in his body. There's something in his movements. 
he's he's like a kind of it's almost like a David Gower of today, but just with more. It's like a super Gower. And um, given that I was brought up on normal Gower, then I, I didn't think that I would ever live to see the like again. And if anything, this is an upgrade. It's Gower 2.0 for the modern era. It's great to watch. Um, and he's sort of hitting Wally Hammond territory in 1928-9 here. These double, double hundreds is something else. I think the moment that kind of exhibited... The most, the, the moment that India were most in charge of this match and the last couple of weeks and the series was when Jaiswal took Anderson for three consecutive sixes in three completely different directions. The first one with England bowling to a 7-2 offside field, Anderson around the wicket, goes to the Yorker, misses, and Jaiswal sweeps the ball over square leg for six. The next ball, he comes walking down the wicket, hits a length delivery over extra cover, Six. The third ball straight. Six. It was the memories of George Bailey, 2013-14, Anderson's most, I think, second most expensive overall time that went to the 28. The only other, the only other over in history that Anderson has conceded three sixes from, and it was just look. People were. There's probably been about once a year, once every six months, Anderson gets retired off. He gets put away to pasture, and today, this was today's edition. The 22-year-old bullying an old man and kind of just further escalating India into the ascendancy. The rest of the... I'm trying to work out myself. I, I haven't been quite sure what today's story is. Has today's story been India kind of just dominating England with the bats and kind of making them toil? I think they added... It was 234 for two today they added on this day four pitch that in England proceeded to get bowled out for 120 on. Or is the story what we're going to come on to now... England, faced with 500 and a million to win, faced with a total that a week ago they said, we'll chase 600, we'll go for it. Faced with what yesterday Ben Duckett said, with a smile on his face, admittedly, the more the better. Give us anything, we'll chase whatever we can. Um, they, they failed on that front and they uh, kind of fell into a heap. And if it wasn't for Mark Wood's 35 off 13 balls, I think it was, they would have been all out for, for double digits. Um, yeah, baseball. Uh, didn't work too well today. No. Um, well, I mean, people will always say that whenever this England side loses, it's evidence that basball doesn't work. Whereas, of course, what it is is evidence of one side being beaten by another, in this case, very heavily in a test match. And we've seen that happen to England really quite a lot of the time when they've played in India. And indeed, uh, most countries and most teams when they go to India over the years get beaten heavily. Um, I think one of the wonderful things about basball, though, is that they even managed in playing the way they did to uh, validate the way they normally play by giving us a glimpse as to what happens when England sides in the past have tried to stick at it. They've sort of said, you see what happens when we just try to stick at it and, and build? It doesn't work. So that's why we have to go Burko. Now, you know, there's something else that's utterly magnificent about today, which is that at the end of every Test match loss, social media lights up, everybody gets entirely furious. There's a load of sound and fury and this England side will ignore absolutely all of it. So it's a bit like having the entirety of the nation on the mute button. And what has happened is that you find that there's this wonderful, uh, this wonderful narrative that exists in which people are both simultaneously pro and anti-Basball at exactly the same time. And in a polarised world, which we now live in very much so in the 21st century with social media, where everything is polarised, you are absolutely. either wrong. You're wrong. Or you're, or you're right. You are just 
you, you can't be anything in between. The beauty of baseball is that it can be both wrong and right simultaneously. It's like sort of Schrodinger's cricketing theory. And um, I would say that rather than focusing too much on the method and the way that they played, um, what we saw today was classic what can happen in a test match. Um, a run out, a, a mi- mixed brain, two incredibly marginal DRS decisions suddenly go against you. You fall in a heap. Um, you get your scrambled brain. The difference between this side being in a scrambled brain and other sides that have come to India and, and been scrambled is that I genuinely do believe that they will go, right, that's it, that's done. Next game, please. Thank you very much. be nice if we won the toss. And actually, that is rather key, as we have noticed in uh, both of England's most recent victories in India, both uh, Chennai back in 2021 and in the first test here at Hyderabad. Uh, it is kind of helpful if you are the away team playing against such a good side as India in their home conditions to get first use of the pitch. And it was the fact, I think this match was decided really in the first innings, the way India approached, the way Jadeja approached it, which is why his man of the match made total sense to me. Because there was a moment, a couple of moments in this match when England got right back into it. Firstly, when they took those three early wickets. And then uh, as Jadeja and Rohit actually didn't grind, but they played in a very traditional way, using up a lot of time, a lot of a lot of space, and exhausting England. Then when England got back into it, everyone will talk about the parallels for the Lords Test, the Ashes Test. India has lost lost their main bowler, Ashwin, crucial bowler, and that's the cue for England to collapse in a heap. Um, and there is a certain truth to that. Now, that that was a key key moment, the the loss of the third wicket when England could have got up to parity and beyond and would have caused a bit of third innings jitters for India and crucially would have meant that their bowlers were just back out in the field. I think England batted for about 106 overs in this game and India batted for well over 200. So um, it's the perfect match for India that has been played. They have done it magnificently. Um, England have had a really tough time, but I don't think it'd be chastening because these boys don't get chastened. They, they are... They are chastened free. Chastened free? Chastened free. Yeah, I, I was taken aback by, um, I don't know why I was taken aback, but I've literally just finished speaking to Ben Stokes before hitting record of this. And I kind of asked, guys, is there anything, you'd have, if you, is there anything you, you as a team would look back on and go, oh, we, we wish we'd done that differently. Bear in mind, this is a team that lost eight, eight for 85 in the first innings, just got bowled out for 100 in the second, had a day in their last 100 overs, they've taken four wickets in their last... 200 overs they've batted, they've lost about 7,000. They went, no, we don't do that. I went, oh, shit, I've got to ask another question. That, that was the end of the answer. That was, as you said, they just put it to one side and they carry on. Whether that's to be applauded or not, I think it, it is up for debate because you can say, yes, it's amazing to follow your philosophy to the nth degree, to really believe in yourself, back yourself, back your friends, back your teammates. But when there's no malleability, is that a point of criticism? Now, I think... On a separate issue, I think the scale of this Indian victory and the fact, as you say, they've England have spent 200 overs in the field this Test match. It feels like a set and a break victory. It feels like they're 2-1 up at Wimbledon and they've taken um, Federer's serve off them or whatever in the, in the next set. Because we're going back to back. Mark Wood is battered. He is so tired. He is bowled as much he's bowled as much as he'd ever bowled in the innings in a Test match in the first innings. He then had to bowl again on day three, again on day four. England bowled on every single day of this test match and it was so hot out here. The Mark Wood himself was saying, I think on day two, he, he, he kind of said it was weird. He kind of lost 
sense of his words. He was like, I can't explain the type of heat that was coming out of the ground. It was so hot. Yesterday, when I was walking around the boundary's edge, there was a moment when Jaiswal was getting, um, oh my God, how was that only yesterday? Um, when he was getting stretched out for cramps. And you look around and there were just bodies on the floor. You had Ben Folks kind of doubled over. You had Ben Stokes and Ollie Pope and maybe Joe Root kind of all lying down. And you're thinking, Jesus, guys, like you're, you've been through the ringer. There's this incredible heat that everyone is kind of talking about how much it's affecting your bodies. And you've gone through it every single day. Hey, do you want to go and play a test match again in three days time in Ranchi on the other side of the country? But in you're in such a kind of preferable, fresher, stronger position. I'd put my house on them resting Jasper Brimmer now because they've got this lead. I'd put my house on them even potentially resting Jadeja because he's got a dodgy hammy. They turn out an absolute spinner in Ranchi and go, right, let's hit the lottery button. And we think we're going to beat you. We're going to be better than you again. Um, if I, I say that in the context of the three pitches and that whole narrative of the Indian pitches has not played out at all across the series. It's been an excellent series, excellent cricket wickets, et cetera, et cetera. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if that was the case for the coming week. Well, I, mean, I was going to say they've earned the right to do that by the quality of their play. They, they played absolutely magnificently. And um, yeah, I mean, we'll wait and see what the, the pitch turns out. They might try for Aksha Patel on a, on a raging turner. That might be the way forward. They might bring in Washington Sunder, I guess, mm. uh, in place of Ravindra Jadeja if they wanted to um, if they wanted to rest him. They can do those things. The danger is that, look, England were 2-0 down in the ashes. And that was an absolutely morale-sapping defeat if you had the kind of morale that could be sapped. And this England team doesn't. But at Lords, when they went 2-0 down, they had got themselves into such a strong position when Lyon limped off that suddenly to look up and go, oh God, we've got to do something that's never been done in history. And in fact, they went, great, bring it on. And their performance at Headingley was really good, even better than at Old Trafford. So you've got to be careful with this England side because if you do lose a toss, and if they do get the rub of the green on that first day, even on a turning pitch, if they get aggressive at you, then you might find yourself going to Durham Shala and it's two all. And we just don't know what to expect up there. It's it's really different kind of atmospheric conditions. Stuff can happen in Durham Shala, which um, which could be to England's benefit. This is the beauty of this series, this England team playing against this Indian team, which is without Coley and with some injury concerns. It's still vulnerable. Now, it does, it's a strange thing to say when a size just won by 434 runs. But you can see where the vulnerable moments might be. And England lost those moments when they when they had a chance. Um, and they did that actually in both the last two tests. The difference is between this and previous tours is that they have had a chance. And in previous tours, they just haven't had them. So that's why I think England will go in with confidence still there. I do think that they're going to have to make changes to the side. I think it's fairly obvious that the fast bowling unit's going to have to change for the reasons you've said, the immense heat, uh, the miles under their legs. But also, there's a really good case for picking someone like Ollie Robinson and Gus Atkinson in different ways. Atkinson, the better bowler than Wood during the World Cup in Indian conditions, taller as well. Robinson, more accurate, very high release point. Any variable bounce will, will suit him. Um, what I want to know, what I want to know, because this is... <laughs> This is a perennial conversation that people are usually too scared to bring up because of the ramifications. Two words for you, Cameron Ponsonby. Johnny Bairstow. 
<laughs> if you, right, I mean, Johnny Bairstow, God, you've absolutely throw, throw me there because I knew the route to the end of the show and I was like, how are we going to talk about Bairstow? He has had a, he's, he's had a bad test match. It's a bad test match. Uh, he's faced seven balls. He's got out twice. He scored four runs and the four he scored was off the first ball of his innings today, which I think it was Mohamed Siraj, maybe. I might be getting that completely wrong. Let it through his legs at point. It should have been a dot or at most one. Um, he had an unfortunate, you know what, this is helpful because his dismissal in the first innings was to Koldeep Yadav was during Yadav, Yadav's 12 over spell, which we didn't talk about yesterday, but was phenomenal. And that combined with Jadeja today, who picked up five wickets in amongst England's kind of harakiri of an in, innings. It showed the quality that these guys are coming up against. And if you're not on top of your game, if you are having to battle against these world-class spinners, in on a day four pitch where the conditions become more favourable to those bowlers, oh my God, like you're in a world of trouble. The swap that England would have to make there would be Dan Lawrence. would give them an extra spin option if they so wish to see it. I would be very surprised if England made that change, having already taken the gloves off um, Bearstow, to then say to him, not only are you no longer our wicketkeeper batter, you're just not our batter at all would be a hell of a change a hell of a change but I want to move on to because we had a lot of new stuff happen at the end of the play involving Ben Stokes involving DRS now DRS these marginal calls India have just won by over 401 runs it has not decided this test match that is that much is crystal clear but we're having a situation where after the Ollie Pope decision England disputed that they just went well we just didn't think it was out I know it showed it was hitting but it was it wasn't even umpire's call it was not out on the field wickets hitting they didn't like that they didn't like Zach Crawley's dismissal in the previous test match they thought kind of the technology got it wrong today Zach Crawley was given out and unbeknownst to all of us I don't know how I'd be interested to know if people um, listening to this or watching on YouTube if they'd noticed when watching the TV replay but there showed to be a gap between where the ball was and the stumps, there was a gap between the, the ball and the stumps, basically. The ball was projected to be missing the stumps decision out. Now, Ben Stokes and Brendan McCullum had a long chat with match referee Jeff Crow after the match. We saw them doing it. We were like, oh, what's going on there? The answer England have been given is that the maths, the numbers, all show that the, it was the correct decision that the ball was out LBW. And it was just like a frame thing. It was the visuals that showed it just to be missing, but actually it was hitting the stumps. Now, if you are England and you're already feeling a bit funny about the technology, I mean, how's that going to make you feel? Well, Ben Stokes, it basically, it basically kind of reinforces, it's confirmation bias through the roof, isn't it? It's like, we don't think this stuff's working properly and it hasn't worked properly. It shows that it's hitting the stump, it shows that it's missing and says that it's hitting the stumps. <sighs> what happens next? basically. So England aren't really sure what's going on, if they're going to kind of, I don't know if they're going to lodge a complaint or whatever, but they just want some clarity. Ben Stokes has said that he wants to be done with umpire's call. He says, if it's hitting the stumps, it's hitting the stumps. Let's just call that and move on. That has huge ramifications for batters averages because it effectively makes the stumps a lot bigger. If you think umpires still to this day have ingrained within them the idea of benefit of the doubt. Oh, I don't, I think that might be clipping Therefore, not out. That's kind of the the, the, the the network of decisions the brain goes through. Uh, that would be out of the window now. Be, I think that might be hitting out, basically. Um, and then from that, 
Ben Stokes then said on TV, I haven't seen this, this is on Adam Collins' head. He told me that it happened. Um, ben Stokes, having promised, having pinky promised his physio that he would not bowl in this series, opened the door to it and said he might bowl. So, to throw it back to you, Daniel Norcross, uh, scrap, Ben Stokes says, scrap umpire's called. He thinks Hawkeye's bust and he might have a bowl. What do you think? I've had this conversation about umpire's call so many times and I don't entirely know what I think because I am not from the polarised world of right and wrong. Uh, I can see arguments on both sides. I think the strongest argument for keeping umpire's call is that the technology is deemed to be imperfect. And so that margin of error is really a, a margin of technological error that they think is getting smaller and smaller, which is why they've reduced the amount of umpires call now because they get increasingly confident at the accuracy of the technology. But I don't really have a problem with it. Um, it we, we all live with it. It's fine. It, in the aftermath, when a batter is out, it feels deeply unlucky. And England got the wrong end. Well, the wrong end, they got the end of two very close decisions. I think three, actually, in, in the end. Uh, but the Crawley one was so, so close. I've got to say that when I watched it in real time, I was actually uh, just cutting into a piece of toast and bacon and egg at the time. And I looked up, and just as yeah, just as the ball was striking his pad, I said to Catherine, oh, I think that's out. And then Dharma Sainer went ages before giving it. And that was part of the problem. If Dharma Sainer gives it out immediately, it's all part of perception. Dharma Sainer gives it out immediately and then it's shown to be umpire's call then you go oh it's really tight mm. but because Dharma Sena didn't seem to be sure then you think oh you've taken so bloody long that you, you shouldn't be giving it and and that's why you took so long because it was really tight and then you get into this feedback loop fact is um he's out to a very tight call Root was out to a very tight call Stokes bowling well I mean, I tend to I tend to agree with what uh, Alistair Cook and Stephen Finn said on TV earlier today, which is that <clears throat> um, he said he wasn't going to bowl because his physio said it's there's more to bowling than just turning your arm over and feeling good in a net. You've got your back, your your elbows, your ankles, everything that goes with that. If you're not match fit, ready to bowl, then it can set back set you back in other ways. So um, I think his physio will be going, please don't bowl. Stokes, on the other hand, will be going, right, it looks like the team needs me to bowl because bowling has been really the issue for England. A lot of time is spent analysing how they got out, which always happens when a side loses because you expect batters to bat forever, apparently. Um, it's always their fault if they get out. But actually, their bowling was a big problem. They couldn't see off India's tail in the first innings. They couldn't ram home the advantage of taking three wickets. They didn't feel particularly well. Um, and in the second innings, having bowled for so long in the first innings they were utterly toothless and uh, notwithstanding Giswell's brilliance they allowed India to dominate and and bat the way they wanted to so um a Stokes will be itching to a bowl there's uh, uh, uh but you know it's up to him it's us having an opinion on whether Stokes is ready to bowl is utterly futile Stokes Stokes will choose to bowl if he feels that he can you know and, and then if he breaks down we'll all say what a silly boy um but, you know, he's a grown man. He's allowed to make his own decisions in these matters, I think. Yeah, and also I think it really shows the uh, where the contradiction in the in the whole baseball experience lies of uh, results don't matter, win or lose, kind of, it's fine. It, it, it's not the end of the world. But also when his natural competitiveness comes through and goes, oh, I'm desperate to win this fixture. And what's about to happen is we're going to go to Ranchi where realistically... England will go back to wanting to have, potentially wanting to have one seamer where it would be nice to have two, Ben Stokes. And then they'll go to um, Dharmashala where they'll go back to two seamers and it might be nice to have three, Ben Stokes. And so the temptation is going to be there. 
Do you know what else I'm tempted to do? Read an ad read for Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City. Are you ready for this? Right, here we go. Even with NordVPN, you know what? Adam would want me to introduce it properly, so I'm going to do that instead. Sit tight, listeners. It's now time for the final word. Hall of Fame brought to you by Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. Even with NordVPN, NordVPN, the internet can be a scary and dangerous place. NordVPN, of course, a wonderful partner of the final word. If you don't know what you're doing, one minute you're trying to look up stats on Crickinfo, and the next you're on the phone to Virgin Media trying to explain that there's absolutely no way your husband, Ron, has, ra- <laughs> has raked up, racked up a £900 internet bill. Not a chance. From February 14th, otherwise known as Valentine's Day, the EE Store studio at Westfield London is hosting classes for over 65s to help them get online, stay safe online, get the most from their devices and answer any question you might like. The sessions are free, but you do need to book in advance. And if you're listening to this, you've probably got a pretty good handle on how the internet works and the information highway. But Google Westfield London to find out more and help someone you know step into our connected world. It's only for over 65s. Daniel, what are you doing next week? I'll take you along and watch your Hall of Fame entry. Well, that's very kind of you, and I was expecting that ageist response. But I do also have a father-in-law who desperately is in need of this because uh, we have to do tech support, and we're low-hanging fruit. Yep, there, there's plenty, there's plenty, Definitely. plenty of people out there who who need that support, and we've all got relatives, uh, elderly relatives, if we're lucky enough, if they're still going. Uh, now, my Hall of Fame, my Hall of Fame choices. Well, you've mentioned my most obvious one, which is uh, the the brutal bullying behaviour. It's like sort of taking your maiden aunt on a surprise birthday trip, but it turns out to be to, to the nightclub heaven at two o'clock in the morning on a Friday night. Um, yeah. Walloping him for three sixes was a was an absolute beauty. Uh, the glove work of Drew Jurel. Uh, woof, to get rid of... Oh, lovely. That was gorgeous to get rid of Ben Duckett. That was magnificent. But, you know, for me, the Hall of Fame moment was when I genuinely thought that it was going to be Mark Wood, not any of the other batters in this team, that was going to break, great, break Gilbert Jessup's record for the fastest 100 when he went absolutely ballistic. Um, and there was a moment when he was 30-odd off 10 balls when he was well in sight of the fastest 50 at any rate, which both of them got against India at Delhi in 1981. Uh there was even talk of a bannerman, although that was absolutely ludicrous. So, uh, for me, the batting of Mark Wood uh, on an otherwise uh, uh, challenging day for England was mm. a, was a Hall of Fame entry. You must have a probably a better one because you were there watching closely all day. Well, I've actually got along a similar theme. My Hall of Fame entry is is the great man Kuldeep Yadav with the bats as the night watchman. Today he got hit in front. Not given on field, shown to be three reds. What a disaster. England have failed to get a wicket. Another one, Tom Hartley denied a wicket. The very next ball, he hits it to mid on, says yes, says no. Shubman Gill on course for the easiest, one of the easiest test match centuries he'll ever get across his career. Run out at the non strikers then. He is fuming, really dusty about it. Dusty means hungover. I don't know why I use that word. Um, off he goes. So now, Kaldip Yadav survived an LBW appeal. 
run out his mate who was on the course for a test century and then he hit it straight to slip admittedly there was a bit of ground involved but who cares and stood there and just waited for it to come back on the big screen and so all in all as an entity i very much enjoyed admired appreciated and respected cordy biadav's performance of the bat today and i hope to get to see him do it again he also started to smoke it down the ground straight it was brilliant he came in as a night watchman when they were like 320 ahead one of the most pointless exercises in history and he further kind of kind of kicked England into the dirt anyway that's enough for today me and Vish will be back tomorrow with the wash up where we'll talk more about Ben Stokes's knee decisions bowling decisions DRS we'd have spoken to Brendan McCullum at that point and find out what his thoughts on the whole thing are today was the final word daily Daniel Norcross was Daniel Norcross I was Cameron Punsonby it was brought to you by Westfield London, Westfield Strap City. Make sure you Google it. Make sure you tune in again. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye. Sorry if I ran into empty this, so you know what I meant here. I had to